0: Welcome to PodCraft, where we're honing the art of podcasting. This week I'm talking to Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative. We're going to talk everything from podcasting events, podcast audio branding and the state of podcasting in the UK. Hey folks, and thanks for tuning in for another episode of PodCraft. So we've got an in between episode. That's what we're calling it. I've heard that mentioned a few times around the uh, the podcast sphere. So, a wonderful catch on, but I'm going to try it anyway. It basically means that this episode isn't so much uh, about the general series topic at the moment. As you'll know if you've been listening, that my current series is on podcast equipment. So, we're working through what type of equipment you need to do a podcast, what the best stuff to buy is. Uh, what different types of setups you can have for podcasting so if you're looking for the next podcasting equipment episode then that'll be the next one on the series but this is a little uh, in between just uh, I'll include these every now and again where we're going to talk to other podcasters people in the industry hopefully get some insights and tips from them and Mike certainly uh, gives a few of them during this interview Uh, If you haven't come across Mike and Isabella's work with Music Radio Creative, they do a lot of audio branding, uh, audio production, voiceovers, that type of thing. But then Mike will introduce his work once we get into the interview too. I'll just say before we get in, uh, we'd love some feedback, please do get in touch, drop a comment on this podcast, Um, pop on to thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcraft and you'll see it at the top of the page. Um, Please do drop a comment in, let us know what you think, ask a question um, and uh, let us answer it on the future podcast. So yeah, thanks again for listening and I hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome to the podcast, Mike.
1: Thank you very much, Colin. It's an honour to be on your podcast, especially seeing as it's been going for such a long time.
0: Uh, well, thank you very much. I yeah, know it's an honour <laughs> to have you on, <laughs> not, uh, not the other way around. But yeah, thank you very much for the time. Um, but yeah, I suppose, uh, like obviously you're Mike Russell from uh, Music Radio Creative, uh, along with uh, your wife Isabella, isn't it?
1: That's right, yes. So um, we have an audio production company and we specialize in making uh, audio jingles, commercials, voiceovers for radio, for DJs and for podcasters. And as a result of working in that business and working with a lot of podcasters, um, we've kind of, well, it all started our interest specifically in podcasting when we went to the states and we went to new media expo and that's kind of what what sparked this whole podcasting interest and the, the fact that it's kind of blowing up over there at the moment it's it's good to see little sparks going off on the uk right now
0: yeah absolutely yeah it'd be great to have a chat about it's about that later on actually just about the mm. adventure running the community um but that's interesting so it was new media expo that you got you into it in the first place
1: It was. Yeah. So um, we went to the very first one we went to was New Media Expo in 2013. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Isabella and I were just blown away by the amount of podcasters that were doing things. And that was that was just at the time before John Lee Dumas had really taken off and sort of launched his daily podcast. And then I think, you know, podcasting, you can obviously see how well it's doing in the United States at the moment. But I think in the UK right now, it's, it's also something that's really starting to take off. And obviously you, you've, you've probably seen it grow over, over time, Colin, yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean. It, well if nothing else the traffic on um sort of just for general podcasting websites and the articles that i write just sort of continually increases and i don't <laughs> think that's just uh just you know me getting better although i'm sure that's <laughs> true as well but <laughs> no i think it's just the general popularity you can see the search trends going up and up and up so yeah it's great to see that
1: definitely yeah
0: definitely. so what was yeah what took you to new media expo in the first place then if it wasn't podcasting was that um something else in your background <laughs>
1: So, well, it's really, I mean, the, the, the primary thing was to learn more about podcasting, what it's all about, because we started our, our original podcast, the Music Radio Creative Podcast, mm-hmm. back in 2012, and... uh don't listen to the first 10 episodes I think that's what every podcaster says isn't it don't yeah. listen to the first 10 episodes because it's just me and it was me experimenting so um, I've, I've got a radio background so obviously I'm, I'm not shy of being in front of the microphone but I realized quite quickly when I started podcasting that I had as a radio guy a lot to learn about podcasting because it's very different because it's not just about you know playing music announcing the next track it's actually about connecting with your audience engaging with your audience asking Provocative questions to try and get you know the the legendary comments on, yeah. on each episode if you if you possibly can and and all of that you have to consider so really. You know, I wanted to learn more about podcasting and new media in general. I wanted to see what's going on. Obviously, blogging is very relevant to us as podcasters because we all need to write show notes, whether we like to or not. And uh, <laughs> you know, video as well. Uh, I mean, video podcasts and, and just the web TV stuff that's going on. So um, yeah, really, it was just the whole attraction of new media, but specifically podcasting. I would say that's why we went.
0: Yeah, I'd love to get out there actually, partly, well mainly to be honest just because of the networking that you could do, just all the people that are into podcasting in the US, obviously the big names that we've learned from I guess, Yes. um, that I'd love to just meet up with and have a quick chat with and get to know a bit I guess.
1: It's fantastic, and they're they're just genuine, normal guys like you and I as well. It's it's funny because you know um, we've met uh, you know at um, at the UK Podcasters Conference this Mm -hmm. year, and you know everyone there was was so nice and so genuine and so normal and. I still have memories of, of the first new media expo I attended and like yourself thinking, Oh, I can't wait to meet, you know, Daniel J. Lewis and Dave Jackson. Yeah. And you know, it's, you know, people are just there bumping into each other in the corridors and you know, you're all in the same hotel and it's, it's fantastic. And I I still remember, I think it was one, one of the evenings, it was something like, one or two in the morning and a whole group of podcasters were all sitting around a table in a a fast food restaurant inside the Rio Hotel and (laughs) Casino. And I was sitting there too and I was like, this is really surreal, but really cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I know it's that funny... It's that funny balance where somebody's actually pretty famous in your niche, your sector, but really they're mm. not in the slightest bit famous in reality. So yes. they can still be a normal person. You kind of perceive, yeah, if, if I was to meet, say, uh, Daniel G. Lewis or uh, Dave Jackson, like you say, I see them as qu- really big names and they, they could just, you know, blow you off and rush down the corridor. <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> You know, I'm too famous to talk to you. But
1: <laughs> actually, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure they're just completely normal guys. Isn't that funny how we've already got that kind of bundle? Word in the podcasting, I guess you could call it industry, that there are people who are now podcast famous. Yes, and indeed. and you know what's what's going to be the next stage for that? I I, w- I would ask Colin because you know obviously with podcasting getting into cars and more of the general population discovering podcasts. I mean, you know, the, these people probably have a whole new level of fame to discover yet yeah. ahead of them, don't they? <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, that was yeah, that was something I wanted to have a chat with you about, especially yeah. with that kind of state in the UK. So, like we say in the US at the moment podcasting. Well, I mean, do you know like what what are your perceptions on the 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 percentages or the proportions of people that are into podcasting UK versus US? Do you think there's a lot more of the general public into it or listen to podcasts in the US?
1: That's a really good question and I don't have any statistics to back it up apart from I seem to remember a figure from, I think it was a, a Nielsen survey. I'm, I'm quoting, so I'm not not—I'm not being exact here, but no, I think sure. it was around uh, 12 or 13% of the population listening to podcasts in the US, and that stayed steady for the last maybe half a decade. Right. So people are saying, oh, you know, podcasting isn't moving, it isn't expanding. Um, but we are kind of, we're waiting now for, you know, the, the next step to happen with TuneIn and Stitcher and, yeah. and car radios and... I mean, it's, it's fantastic because, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I, I was driving from the Isle of Wight all the way to Birmingham, and the whole way I had 3G. So really? if I wanted to, I could stream podcasts, I could download podcasts. And I was like, this is fantastic. I've driven halfway across the UK, <laughs> and, and I can listen to whatever I want. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that's the exciting bit at the moment, isn't it? It's, it's funny that it's stayed so steady for so long, obviously, because we always see technology as expanding and these things growing mm. out. But actually, the way that people consume podcasts has really stayed quite stagnant for the last five years,
1: hasn't
0: it? I I suppose the biggest development was moving from uh, talking about just the Apple side of things, moving from iTunes to having a podcasting app on the phone. But even that didn't seem to make a huge difference because it was still a choice, wasn't it, that people had to install it manually?
1: Exactly. And it tends to be... uh the geeks that yeah. discover the podcasts and exactly. uh, not the, uh, the general population. I think, I think the biggest problem we've got is, um, you know, radio will always uh, currently be the first choice. Uh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are happy just to have background music on in the car. I, I think it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, when people first discover podcasting or even audiobooks, sometimes, you know, you get into it through audiobooks and then you discover these podcasts. Yeah. And you suddenly realize, you know, certainly if you're doing a commute to work every day and it's quite a long one you're like actually you know i don't have to listen to the the latest hit music i can i can have a university on wheels here yeah you know so i
0: know it kind of confuses me sometimes when i hear people driving for an hour and they're actually just listening to music as opposed to you know taking someone in or at least get well it doesn't have to always be learning doesn't it there's some great entertaining podcasts comedy stuff that type of thing out there
1: yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah there's a there's a wide variety i think that's what makes podcasting so good um you know particularly in the U.S., when, when I've been to New Media Expo, a lot of the podcasters I've met there, they are the the technical crowd. Uh, you know, the, historically, New Media Expo has been teamed up with uh, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. So, you know, it's been full of that crowd that are waiting to go on and look at the newest gadgets. Quite an interesting announcement has happened now where they're teaming up with the NAB, National Association of Broadcasters, show. So that potentially is going to be interesting, because we can see in the United States now this trend of podcasting trying to mix with the traditional broadcast and traditional radio crowd. And, uh, you know, I wonder whether that's something that will happen in the UK eventually, maybe, you know, as podcasters will say, actually, you know, maybe we should be talking to radio as well.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, There was I I'd, had I'd read something very recently about that. Um, it was that there was a station, it probably was not the US, I doubt it was the UK, but they were starting to play podcasts. So part of their scheduled show uh, yeah. was this half hour was going to be a certain podcast playing. And I mean, that you can, you can imagine that's going to be, that's got to proliferate over the next two, three years as
1: they become more well-known. Yeah, I mean, all this
0: content's out there, all these presenters that are producing great stuff.
1: Yes, I think the, the, the winner in, uh, I guess you could call it, the whole podcast arms race will be the, um, the company that actually solves that pain, it gives a solution to the, the general consumer on how we, we actually consume that content. Because at the moment, as you said, it's, it's very difficult, isn't it, Colin? You've yeah. got to download an app. You've got to know what to do. You've got to know what you like. You've got to know what to subscribe to. We need one of the big companies out there like uh, you know, uh, SoundCloud or Spreaker or Audiobooth to say, okay this is what you'll want to listen to, and this is how you're going to listen to it. Essentially, we need someone to create that that tier of premium content. And, you know, it's like right now, if you listen to the radio and something terrible comes on, you'll switch off and you might not switch back. And then the radio, that's why radio stations won't put on rubbish programs because they'll lose listeners and they'll lose advertising. And it's, you know, it's going to be the same. One of these big companies is going to figure out how to make a perfect listening experience. That will be good for the the good podcasters. Um, You know, so if you're doing a a good program and it's it's good audio quality and it ticks all the boxes then you're going to be in that higher tier but if you're sort of starting out and this is why i think it's essential to listen to programs like yours colin because you you recommend the right way to go about podcasting the right equipment to have um and if you're not doing that you're you are going to be pushed out because there there will be a company that will figure out how to rank you know audio content would you go along with that
0: yeah absolutely yeah i mean I suppose the exciting thing at the moment is how easy it is to get into podcasting and how easy it is to grow your audience. Well, not easy exactly, but it's definitely very possible to grow a big audience right now, partly Mm. because the competition's not there, because it's not that popular. But I suppose that's the double-edged sword, isn't it? As soon as it becomes more popular, you'll see (laughs) more money come into it, and then therefore it'll be harder for your average person to actually compete. Um, but, yeah, yeah, if you get into it right now, I would say it's
1: – I mean, like we keep saying, don't we? It's the ideal time to get into podcasting. now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it's, it's interesting because, you know, uh, even Apple – I mean, I didn't mention Apple, but Apple, you know, uh, interesting that they bought out Swell and then shut it down. <laughs> <So> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's interesting because Swell figured out how to stitch together – kind of like Stitcher are doing as well – stitch together content. And, you know, if you like this, you'll like that. And, and keep it going so that you have this constant talk radio station – And that's how it's going to be in the car, isn't it? You're not going to be flicking around, starting playlists, unless you're geeky like you and I. You're going to have (laughs) one channel you switch on, and it plays what you want to hear until you reach your destination. And then when you start the journey again later on, maybe when you finished work, it picks up exactly where you left off, that kind of thing. But, I mean, you know, Apple in all of this, they have the power to do great things for podcasting as well. And I think one of the first things they could do is make it easier to leave an iTunes review. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would definitely help. <laughs> there's, so. Yeah, Apple's is funny, isn't it? Because there's some things they just do so perfectly and then other things they just make so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But if you think about it, I mean, I, I think the future of curating podcast content is essentially going to be crowdsourced. So essentially a an audio company out there has to make it really really easy for the end user uh, to add um you know to add their input On what they like and what they don't like, and eventually, you know, one company is going to get it so right that it will become like the YouTube of audio, and then everyone will be doing it, and then and then that big data will all add up, and you'll just you'll know what's good and what's bad because the listeners will feed back to you. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I've I've always been surprised that internet radio hasn't taken off a bit more. There's so many devices out there now that it's it's actually Mm. kind of hard to buy uh, a higher end audio player for your house that doesn't have internet radio included but it just, it just doesn't seem to take off just because people don't perceive it in the same way do they they just don't switch over to that band they've always got it on the fm and that's it why do you think that is colin i i think it's just my it's it's inertia isn't it it's, it's telling yeah. people about it it's about making it more people more aware of it or even yeah. just actually not separating it out i don't see why we have to have it separated out now possibly the move to dab so that's digital radio in general then, if people can flick through their DAB channels, but also the internet or radio channels are on the exact same, um, what do you call it, choice menu, whatever you want to call it, then maybe yeah. that. It's just, I guess, at the moment, it's all segregated, isn't it? So people see internet radio. That's got
1: to be crap. It's just internet <laughs> stuff. <it's... laughs> well, I think that's a key point that you said there. Um, uh, you know about the, the the perception of the quality of internet radio, and and it to a certain extent, that's that's the same. Issue that podcasting is facing at the moment, because you can, uh, again, don't judge a book by its cover. You know, the, the the podcast can have the best artwork possible, and then you switch it on, and it's it's someone speaking on a Skype headset. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is the difficult thing. Is yeah, is really finding that that good quality content and and shaking off that image, but at the same time, you know, keeping it as a meritocracy where you know anyone who is producing good content can be found yes um but essentially you need to find a way of uh, yeah i I think itunes and other places are starting to do that but i I think there's still a long way to go
0: yeah i mean i think even just the search engine thing is a difficult one because of i because itunes has obviously got a huge monopoly at the moment um and it's quite well. They've got the ultimate power over whether you're found or not, including yeah. stuff like the new noteworthy or the hot or not section, whatever you want to call them. They're yeah, the power that they have at the moment is pretty overwhelming. Yes, uh, and I I always wonder when when somebody's going to take that away because they can't keep that forever. Somebody is going to invent oh, yeah. a, or just create a, a good um, decent all access open. Um, Catalog, which people can actually submit to and search a lot more easily with uh, across devices.
1: Yeah, no, to- totally. I yeah. Think that, so I think that, keep waiting that, for that. Yeah, something Although, something that's kind of crowdsourced and yeah, maybe it's it's combining input from multiple different locations. Perhaps yeah. Yeah. perhaps the UK podcast directory could
0: definitely uh, maybe.
1: What <laughs> <laughs> well, What I think is is interesting about that is that um, we're starting to see. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm a fan. I'm obviously. You know, I've worked in traditional media before. I've worked for big uh, companies. You know, big corporations uh like Global Radio, like GMG Radio, Bauer, those kind of places. Sure. Um. So I, I kind of know how it works there. And but I'm a big supporter of, of the indie, the, the grassroots podcaster, the the person that's going out there. Uh, you know, and, and trying to get found in the iTunes directory. And mm-hmm. you know, at the moment, if you go to the iTunes podcast section, all the featured podcasts and all the top ranked podcasts you'll see in the main categories will be. BBC will be NHS will yeah. be guardian and yeah. it 's like as a podcaster you know uh, with just as valid content, if not possibly even dare I say better content than than some of the the podcasts by the big corporations you know how can we be found when they have you know all of this money behind them they have all of this support behind them, and you know it's it 's obvious that they 're going to be ranked well by iTunes because it's they know it 's going to be good content if it says BBC on it, they know it 's not going to be you know recorded on a on a five and, you know skype headset yeah, um yeah. so how do we stand out from the crowd and one thing that's that's really encouraged me about the uk podcasters community is actually since john colley said it john colley from the online learning podcast mm-hmm. uh he said it at uk pod 14 um i encourage everyone to go out there and and support other independent uk podcasters by leaving reviews uh you know on other people's podcasts so they can be found and uh you know i think that people are starting to see a real effect from that so Perhaps together as a community, we can we can help each other. Kind of compete with the likes of the BBC. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because because iTunes just ranks it by essentially downloads and reviews, isn't it? So as soon as. Mm. People listen to Radio 1 and they hear a million people hear it all on there. Yeah. They're always going to be ahead of us, aren't they? So, yeah. That's it. Yeah.
1: So, some uh, DJ like Matt Edmondson says, go and download my podcast and 80,000 people do it immediately. Yeah, exactly. So, how do you compete with that? Yeah. Even
0: though it's just a, a, a bunch of clips from his show anyway. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not a podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, that's – we could do a whole new episode about that if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but actually
0: that's that leads me on to someone i wanted to ask you about your or some of your professional expertise mike uh, on the audio branding side of things so hmm. when people want to try and up their audio quality when they want to try and get themselves noticed a bit more so sort i've of increased that production value um and that's what you do at music radio creative isn't it you help yes. people with their audio branding create that type of stuff what, what how important do you think it is and uh, well Going from early days to sort of future of your podcast, when do you think you start thinking about audio branding and
1: and how do you go about it? Wow, that's interesting. I've heard uh, I've heard a couple of schools have thought about that, but mm-hmm. um, Isabella is is the real audio branding expert. And I think if you're doing it, if you're podcasting, as a lot of people are now, they're discovering it as a really good um, content marketing method, essentially for their business or uh, w- whatever it is they have uh, going on online. If they're essentially maybe not trying to make money directly from the podcast because that can be quite difficult to make a full time living from a podcast alone. Yeah. But uh, certainly, if you have a professional brand uh, behind you, then you. Should should certainly think about audio branding straight away and you should be looking to get that absolutely right from the start um, because it, it is an extension to your visual brand to your online brand to everything you're doing so you know if you've got this wonderful um, you know website or blog with great looking graphics and then you you come on you know with a a, a terrible recording at the start you know people are going to judge your podcast on that so yeah um, but no, I, I do think, obviously, I, I think it's important. <laughs> but, yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I also think that, that getting the content and the flow and the format of your podcast is the most important thing. Focus on that first. And, you know, I say to, you know, another school of thought I've heard, which I think is extremely valid, is a lot of people, you know, don't know if they're going to go beyond 10, de- 10 episodes. It's it's a hobby they're starting out. So maybe you want to focus on just getting that content out there finding out how much hard work it is to create a podcast (laughs) as you and i know and then you know and then if you like it if you get past that magic seventh episode and you realize yes i like this i can do this um perhaps then look to introduce audio branding but it's 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 interesting it's a shame isabella's not here because i can hear her disagreeing with me right now in my head so (laughs) she'd have a
0: different school of thought i'm sure but that's my thought anyway no that's great yeah i think. I totally agree with uh, probably more your second school of thought than the first actually just yeah get the stuff out there in the early days and that's kind of what i was interested to hear your thoughts on was when it becomes a bit more important but that's like you say that's probably exactly what it should be do your first 10 episodes or so make sure you're actually enjoying it make sure you think it's going to be mm. sustainable that it's working for your audience and also actually in that in that first state well in those first stages you actually learn what your audience wants don't you because you start to get feedback yeah. and then you can actually tailor your your audio branding a bit more to the podcast as opposed to just transplanting directly i guess what you do offline totally uh, off how were audio. your
1: first how were your first 10 episodes colin
0: my well <laughs> depends which podcast you're talking about but uh, my first 10 episodes uh, have been re-recorded probably about four or five times each <laughs> oh wow <laughs> um, Because Partly because Well when I, Well Podcraft So this podcast That we're doing yes. just now uh, It grew out of um, And my first forays Into podcasting Was teaching it At a university So teaching lecturers How to teach Using podcasts oh, cool. So I had uh, A ten part Set of lessons uh, Which taught those Lecturers how to do it So I, I've done that course A whole bunch of times Over the last uh, Seven or eight years um, So the very first time I recorded those lessons I was actually just learning podcast myself um, so there's no <laughs> way on earth I would let anyone hear those ones <laughs>
1: you can have them have them tucked away as premium content if you want to find out yeah, you know exactly. what it's what it's like to do your first 10 episodes <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> so yeah my, that 10 10 part course which is series 1 of
0: PodCraft actually that anyone can go back to and listen at any point um, is a kind of refined course, and actually, there's still parts if I would like to change, but I've I've kind of gone beyond and sort
1: of saying, do you know what? Let's just leave it and move on. And uh, <laughs> wow! So, as a leading podcast coach in the UK, where do you see podcraft going in the future, Colin? With with all this excitement around podcasting at the moment, you must be pretty excited about the state of podcasting in the UK.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm still feeling like you said at the start of this, I'm still feeling that buzz off the the conference. Your excellent UK Pod 14. Um, just because there was so much excitement around it, I, I, I've been teaching podcasting. I've been running podcasting courses for the past five or six years, but it's always mm. been a little bit of a what I felt was a bit of a niche passion, just something that I enjoyed doing that might never become like a full full time income. But mm. just meeting all those people at that conference and and even seeing the parallel thing across that, um, you know podcast movement as well, just hearing yeah. the buzz coming out of there too, just at the same time, it's just I i know (laughs) we've already made the joke that we always say it's a great time to get into podcasting but i do feel it's a (laughs) bit of a pivotal point right now um with how many other places are uh, giving access to podcasting like you've mentioned the uh, uh, itunes car or apple getting into cars that type of thing there's just so many more outlets now so yeah i'm really excited about it um I think the thing that I'm thinking about most at the moment is the format of the podcast, because I don't want to add just another uh, hour long, just chatting about general topics every single week, which there's some great ones of them out there. We've already mentioned Daniel G. Lewis, Dave um, Jackson. There's loads of them out there. They do that really well. Um, my kind of aim is just to do more focused stuff. So the series that I run, so this series, um, even though this is a bit of an in between a because I still want to be able yes. to have conversations <laughs> with people, but the main bulk of this series is podcast equipment. So what you do is start to finish. And I think nice. there might be a bit more of that going in the future, more of that sort of focused series-based content, just because I'm not sure how sustainable just weekly constant always coming up with new topics different thing every week is i just you the pod fade is a it's a it's a constant isn't it in podcasting people doing 100 200 episodes doing really well and then actually it just they move away from it so i want to make sure my efforts are sustainable
1: yes Totally. I, I think that's a, a good way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you keep going, I mean, look at, um, obviously Leo Laporte, one of the leading podcasters in the US with his Twit Brick House, which I've, I've had the privilege to, uh, to make the, the podcaster's pilgrimage to. Excellent. Um, you know, and you can see how, how successful he is with his Twit network. And now it's, it's really, I think it's exciting to see some of the successful podcasters in the US, like Cliff Ravenscraft, who's just recently got his new house and his new studio, (laughs) Uh, you know, and people like that. You know, obviously, we mentioned at the start of the episode, John Lee Dumas, who's seen great success from a daily podcast. And I think if you do stick at it and you do really push for it, you know, anything is possible in the podcasting world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I keep – I mentioned – Daniel Zia Lewis Dave Jackson because you mentioned at the start but actually my favourite in the US is Ray Ortega I think he's great he does such good <laughs> such good sort of more nice technical content which is, satisfies the geek in me but actually
1: made it yeah. quite simple as well so yeah. I totally agree. I think Ray is absolutely fantastic. The, the like you say, the quality of the content he produces yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And actually, I, I'll tell you a funny story now. When I first saw a video of you on YouTube, when when just before the conference, and you know we were kind of looking through everyone who who had applied to speak and everything, mm-hmm. and and you made these wonderful videos on uh, what looked like a, a fantastic DSLR camera. I, I recommend anyone listening now to to check out. Um, what, what's your YouTube channel? What's the address?
0: Uh, it's is uh, youtube.com forward slash colin mc gray i believe <laughs>
1: Colin MC Gray yeah. and went there watched one of your your really fabulous videos and I said to Isabel I said that's that's the UK equivalent of Ray Ortega <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well I'm very uh, honoured and flattered by that comparison <laughs> so,
1: so you, you you have fantastic uh, production quality too Colin and uh, and yeah so.
0: well actually funnily enough I've learned a fair bit about my DSLR stuff from Ray because he does a lot there of videos <laughs> on that stuff so yeah that's not uh, coincidental I guess <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, that's great no I think I think he puts out some great stuff especially his videos like the mix minus video i refer people to uh, all the time yes it's his explanation of how to set up a mix minus
1: is great and his podcasters roundtable have you been on a round yet no i haven't actually no oh, you need all. to get in there oh i might get in touch yeah put forward a topic <laughs> that'd be good yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> but yeah
0: so yeah what well i mean yeah we always mention us stuff so what are your what are your plans of the community what's your future plans with uk podcasting and the and the conference as well to try and get us up to the same standard?
1: Wow. <laughs> well, I think there's um, there's there's definitely there's a way to go yet in the UK, but I think it's just um, you know keeping everyone together, keeping everyone talking, keeping everyone excited, um, you know. Dave Jackson said in his video that he made for us, uh, all the UK podcasters at the conference, he said, I remember new media expo when, you know, I went to one of the first new media expos and it's like everyone knew each other and it's oh yeah, you're so-and-so and you're, you're this person. And he said, and he said, enjoy that stage now because eventually it will grow. And you know, you won't, you'll start to not know each other and there'll be more and more people in the space. Um, but I kind of think it is nice and it has got that intimate feel at the moment. But, you know, for Isabella and I, it's it's a passion. We absolutely love it. You know, we just – we love the vibe. We love the people so much in the U.S. And we wanted to see something like that happening in the U.K. And I know there is a slightly different mentality, as people often say, between the U.S. and the U.K. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we're similar in a lot of ways as well, you know. And it's it's all about mindset. And I do think podcasters are, are really, you know, special kind of people. So – you know, I, I like being around podcasters, so I guess that's kind of one of my big reasons for doing it is just to, to see all these cool people together.
0: Yeah, just to meet these people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's it's funny, I think that was mentioned a few times at the uh, UK UK Podcasters Conference, the fact that a lot of us there had been to other events. I mean, we'd been to quite a lot of, you know, marketing, digital marketing, uh, yeah. sort of content, all that, all the other type of business promotion, business building type events, which... you. The type of people you meet there possibly not always the most <laughs> fun to be around. Uh, very very salesy, quite often. Sometimes a little bit narcissistic, uh, but <laughs> but actually, just about every single person. In fact, I say just about every single person I met at that conference was just so open, so giving, so generous with chatting yes. about things. Like there was no kind of hiding what you're doing or hiding your secrets or your techniques. However, it was always just chatting about, "Oh, this is working for me. This is working for me." And that type of stuff.
1: It was just so generous. I think that's exactly. the main vibe I got from it. The 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 Pat Flynn mentality of just give it all away. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I guess that comes from uh, yeah, exactly. That's what that's what podcasting well, that must be what draws people to podcasting, isn't yeah. it? Because you have to be willing to give so much away when you're giving away an hour of your time every single week and all the content that you're just <laughs> Free over the airwaves, so yeah, totally.
1: And I mean, something else that really surprised—I th- it really surprised me. I didn't expect this. At the start of the conference, we said, you know, uh, raise your hand if you have been influenced to podcast, or you know, if you've become interested in podcasting as a result of a US podcaster. And virtually every hand in the room went up. That yeah. really shocked me. I was like, <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> what What would you expect other than that, though? Like, w- would you
1: expect some uh, UK-based podcasts of? Well, yeah, it's interesting. So I guess everyone in that room had somehow thought it would be a good idea to start podcasting as a result of listening to to Cliff, to Daniel, to Dave, to, yeah. you know, to Ray, to um, you know, all of those guys out yeah. there. Yeah. And I was just stunned, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is amazing!" Yeah. And like you say, all of those people were in the UK somewhere, but they weren't talking to each other. They weren't yeah. meeting up. That's why I think okay. it's a fantastic thing that a lot of people over the UK now are uh, sort of taking action and saying, "I'll start a Meetup in my local areas to talk podcasting." Yeah. So we got we got a page on on Meetup com, and uh, you're you're organising Dundee in the indeed. Scotland region. Indeed, I'm indeed.
0: Yeah, I'm really so. looking forward to that. Actually, and I really, yeah, I've got to say thanks again for like promoting that or starting that off because um, I think I mentioned you before the call, like, I, I have tried to do a podcasting one months and months back, but it just didn't really get any traction because I think because podcasting is still so niche it's just there's not that central area or that central place where people are looking for news about this type of event so it's quite hard to get out there but now that we have more of a central place that people are gravitating towards it just makes this type of community building so much easier
1: that's it and i think if if people can meet you know in all different parts of the the uk and it doesn't have to be anything you know too too flashy and too organized to start with because i think that's how we're going to to get started and attract new people to the community um, because this is something I really believe is really important is you know it's all very well that we're networking between each other and oh isn't it great and you know you're you're technical like me and you download this app like me yeah. but we we need to be finding new people who can maybe come to these local meetups so for instance if you're organizing in Scotland um, you know how can we access other people who would absolutely love the idea of podcasting but haven't discovered it yet and that's what we need to hopefully be thinking with all of these local meetups now.
0: Yeah, you've got me thinking actually how I'm going to promote this one in Dundee now because that's a great <laughs> point. We need to get the people that aren't currently into podcasting that might that might want to podcast but don't really know the, the benefits of it at the moment, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's not the people that are already really in. Well, I mean, it's great to talk to people that are already into their podcasting, yeah. but really we want to persuade people that have absolutely no idea about podcasting that podcasting's great for them.
1: Well, it, exactly. And I mean, it's, it's really exciting because... Um I'm seeing like a lot of different ideas come up uh in the different regions and for instance uh somebody who's organizing a, a podcasting meetup in uh, in Yeovil in Somerset uh sent me an email the other day and said, Oh, I've I've just had uh, you know, hundred uh flyers printed up and I'm gonna put them up <laughs> around the library and the local community oh, really? centre and everything. I'm like, Oh, that's cool, you <laughs> that's know. Great that's- stuff. That's a way to access different people, isn't it? Definitely.
0: Well, it just occurred to me there's a great um, newsletter that goes around uh, this sort of Scottish Scottish creative community called uh, Creative Scotland, hmm. uh, and they let you advertise that type of event. So I'm going to put it in there, see if I can get some, uh, some new creatives along and introduce them to podcasting.
1: Nice, and I, I see you've already got some some really uh, decent uh, Scottish podcasters and content creators who have accepted the invitation and will mm. be will be going to uh, what's the name of the place again? You you probably say it better in your your wonderful Scottish accent than I will.
0: Uh, oh, it's uh, Drifting Neighbors. It's uh, it's advertised <laughs> for it. It's, a, it's just a pub in Dundee. So that's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic.
1: So uh, I think it, it, I, I looked it up online. It looks like a really good venue. So uh, actually, I, I have to say I've never been to Dundee as well. So I would like to get up there for. A future podcasting meetup because it oh, looks definitely. like a beautiful area.
0: It's actually it's a, it's a great city. It's I've only been here for about a year or so now. Moved up from oh. Edinburgh, uh, but uh, it's it's hugely developing. It's, they're totally overhauling the city. They're redoing the waterfront. We're getting a V and A V&A up here, uh, okay. which is the uh, the creative museum. Um, so uh, that'll be really exciting when that's finished. And it's just I think it's a great place to promote this type of stuff. Actually, there's a lot of media startups, a lot of tech startups. There's a huge computer game industry here, so. Well, wow. yeah, hopefully we can attract a few people in. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be great. No, I'm really looking forward to that, and yeah, um, it's only a month away or so. I think so. Yeah, how are how are things going with the uh, down south ones?
1: Very good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting because, um, I mean, if, if you look at the, the, the page, which is at meetup.com slash uk podcasters, you can actually see, um, I think you can sort them in, a, in different ways, but you can see which local areas are attracting the most interest. And the thing I love just generally about meetup.com is that it's, it's crowdsourced. So, you know, anyone can come in and say, yeah, I'm interested in a meetup in this area. Uh, either I'm interested in attending or I'm interested in organising and people that have various different levels of interest. So, you know, some people have jumped straight in and said, right, you know, holiday in Birmingham, we're going to do a, uh, a meet-up there. Uh, and some people have just, you know, ticked the box to say, yes, I'm interested, waiting for someone else to step in and say, I'm going to organise. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, if you want to know how it's going down south, the most popular location for podcasters, which actually kind of thinking about it is no surprise to me, is Brighton, outside of London, of course, because, you know, London doesn't count because, of course, it's <laughs> it's the biggest place in the UK. Absolutely. but yeah Brighton a, a real creative area uh, in the UK and I, I think that's that's going to be a really interesting place to watch uh, from a podcasting perspective down south obviously Isabella and I we're from the Isle of Wight so we have an interest in in getting people together on the Isle of Wight and uh, <laughs> probably uh, you know I'm, I'm sure we'll have su- a certain amount of success on the island um, but we're also going to do some meetups in Portsmouth and Southampton because we understand that you know people who may be living around that area you know might not want Want to pay, you know, uh, what is it in peak season, 80 quid for a return ferry to the Isle of Wight just to talk podcasting <laughs> yeah. at this stage, you know?
0: <laughs> Well, do you know, I saw that one advertised and I thought I'd love to go to the Isle of Wight for a long weekend or just a, a wee oh. holiday, so I'm going to have to make over for one
1: of them sometime that'd Maybe we'll good. have to have a, a podcasting uh, boot camp out here at some yeah. point Oh, that'd be good, future. that's a good idea, isn't
0: it? Yeah, do uh, A week long, uh, create your first 20 episodes Yeah, <laughs> Get them queued up <laughs> yeah no that's great stuff i really hope these uh, these grow out and i think i can yeah it's just pretty exciting over the next six months um, definitely is there anything you uh, anything you can release about the next uh, event the next big event or the next conference so are you guys thinking about it at the moment or are you taking a well-earned break just now um
1: well it it hasn't really stopped <laughs> <laughs> as much as no we 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 really enjoy doing it so it's uh it's not a chore um what we have done is we've taken a little time off from actually doing anything physical. So um, obviously the, the conference was on the sixteenth of August in twenty fourteen, and we're hoping that we're going to have another London meetup sometime towards the end of October. Uh, that's uh, it, it takes a little bit more uh, to do the meetup in London because we, we want to arrange certain things. It's it's kind of a little little more sort of organized i guess than just meet meet in a pub or a cafe sure so we're working on that at the moment um we're also working really hard on uh, on tying down a venue um for uk pod 15 but it is going to be a two-day conference okay and uh, we are already in talks with um uh certain names that you may know ah, okay. <laughs> if you like podcasts good, good. Yes. so um yeah m- more to come on that is, is all i can say at the moment that's great yeah
0: <laughs> no that's brilliant just even just to hear that you're planning to expand it out so it's going to be bigger and better next year that's uh, that's great
1: <laughs> definitely and i think uh you know there, there was a lot of feedback um good and you know obviously we took on board as well i mean the 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 feedback was overwhelmingly good but there were certain comments that we've we've taken on board um like for instance one of the things that we need to make absolutely is essential for a podcasting community and conference is that there's really good wi-fi for the for uk pod (laughs) Fifty. yeah you know everyone wants to tweet and i think you know we you know we did get some people mentioning that the wi-fi is a little bit slow yeah yeah <laughs> at the at the venue we were at it was a fantastic venue. I mean, one of the good comments we got about the venue was that the the food and drink was nonstop stop all day you, yeah. you never yeah. went at any point without being able to reach for a soda or an energy bar or a cake, so yeah. we yeah. definitely want to look at bringing that back in in two thousand and fifteen um, but yeah, things like having super fast wi fi making sure that the venue is big enough to accommodate as many people as may be interested in attending um all that kind of stuff uh keeping it you know in a a reasonably accessible area as well so you know um obviously the isle of scilly is out but um and the shetland isles unfortunately but oh, dear. <laughs> somewhere accessible in the uk uh, that that everyone can kind of get into pretty easily yeah that's great
0: no i'm really looking forward to it that'd be great <laughs> it's awesome cool um, okay, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Mike. That's, that's a, I really enjoy lately. it. But uh, <laughs> you know, well, the, what I wanted to ask about before we go, though, is uh, your new podcast. Well, your new podcasts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how's, uh, how's planning with that?
1: Well, it's really interesting. So um, I've, I've probably, actually, it's, it's good that I'm not on video as we're recording this on Skype now, because I've got bags under my eyes. <laughs> um, I've been working through the night. Um, so we are launching, well, we... By the time you hear this podcast, we will have launched five new episodes, Um which actually um I had a little bit of success with um with iTunes. I, 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 I should share this uh, little tip. But actually, if you type into iTunes into the iTunes store, MRC dot FM, mm-hmm. you'll find all the podcasts that we've released all there. And um what they did is they set up a, an artist page for us as a podcaster. I dropped an email to. um podcasts at apple.com thinking, I'm not gonna hear anything bad. <laughs> I said, Oh, we're starting these five new podcasts. We, we, you know, is there any way could you create a network page or something on iTunes for them? You know, anything you could do, you know, kind of just left it very open and just see if, if there was anything and, and within twelve hours they wrote back to me and they said, Yep, it'll be live in, in one to two working days And I was Brilliant. like, Wow <laughs> So so we kind of got a, a, a little home there on iTunes now. Um, so the idea is to release a new episode every single day um but there'll be an episode every single week on each podcast so we have five podcasts with an episode each week but every single day monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday there'll be a new episode for each different podcast episode and we're doing it as a split test so we're not saying we're going to be doing this for like 300 a thousand episodes we're doing this to find out you know where the the old music radio creative audience is at and where they want to go and Actually, what we're hoping to do as well is publish, you know, statistics all the way through so we can show you how we're doing with this and what's working. And it's interesting because I released the details over the weekend and kind of sent – well, actually published a a little episode. I'm doing it in stages so I can see what effect each thing is having. So this week I'm going to send an email out to our mailing list about the new podcasts. But over the weekend I just released an episode – so I was interested to see um, where those people were clicking. And the audio production podcast was the, the, the number one most clicked uh, podcast <laughs> out of out of all the other ones. We've got one about internet marketing, one about branding, one about our life on the Isle of Wight. Uh, we've got another one about podcasting. And, yeah, the, the, the most popular one was the audio production one. So you can kind of get a sense of where it's going already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that is but great. It's
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear that they're coming out very soon. I'm looking forward to hearing them. Yeah, because um, I loved the old uh, the old music radio creative podcast. I missed that when it finished. So yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I have to admit when I first heard your plan, I was just kind of in my head. Uh, Are you mental? <laughs> but uh, I think that you're. Um, your aim there is really laudable, really kind of, uh, it's brave and it's, it's, it's actually really well planned as well. Like the fact that you're trying to do the split testing, actually managing, measuring your analytics along the way as well. I mean, I'm, I'm a total data geek that is what I, some yeah. of the other work that I do, I do a lot of analytics and a lot of analyzing oh, wow. and split testing and all that kind of stuff. And it's so valuable when you get that kind of information as well. Um, and it makes your podcast more valuable too, because if you can give out those kind of stats, those kind of techniques, those kind of, um, yeah, what works, what doesn't, and that makes your stuff so great. Totally, totally,
1: mm. yeah. And I, I just want to add that it's it's not just myself creating and Isabella uh, doing this. We're actually um one of the biggest parts of the the workflow for these new five podcasts is is to have, you know, an outsourced workflow. So mm. we actually we have an audio producer, obviously uh, via Music Radio Creative. So we have a really good audio producer uh, who's going to be editing each episode and, sure. and inserting music and anything that needs to be done like that. Uh, and then it will go off to uh, our virtual assistant that writes the show notes. So, yes, show notes are outsourced for Whoa. all five episodes, <laughs> all five podcasts. <laughs> so, so it's kind of we're, we're trying to really get a workflow in place for this. Um, yeah. We want to make it as easy as possible because – Yeah, I realise, just like you say, this is kind of like, are you mad? You know, it's it's very, very... um, It would would take up probably my whole week to do all of this if I was doing it myself. So we need help. Um, But essentially, we want to get it down to the stage where Isabella and I are coming up. We're having a brainstorm for an hour each week, and we're writing down what we're going to talk about. And then we sit down for another hour, and we record all five podcasts for the week. And then we pop them into Dropbox. And then from that point on everything else is taken care of and that's where we want to get it to so that we can totally use our time in the best way possible
0: yeah that's great so i was just about to ask what kind of routine you're going to go for but that sounds like a a a more achievable way to do it is yeah just spend (laughs) most of a morning getting the whole thing done and then actually done for the week and you're finished off
1: yeah, exactly. So to give you an example, we'll um, uh, the workflow for the week will be uh, probably Monday morning. We'll sit down for a cup of coffee, one hour. Uh, we'll sort of bang out the show prep for all five episodes in a Google Doc and print it out. And then Tuesday afternoon, we'll sit down and record um, within the hour. They're, they're usually 10-minute episodes, although Isabella's is turning into a 20-minute. She likes <laughs> to talk a lot, uh, so, uh, and she'll love me for saying that. <laughs> and uh, so we'll get them all out, and then when they're in Dropbox Tuesday afternoon – our audio producer will pick them up and have them turned around with around 24 hours. So by, by Wednesday evening, uh, they'll be all ID3 tagged and all ready to upload. And then the rest of the week, our virtual assistant will be looking after show notes, the uploading of them, adding images and stuff like that. I've created tutorials, great, um, great resource i'm using is basecamp to mm, keep this project yeah. all together so it's all inside basecamp and you know once one part of the process is done uh, someone on the team will say right you know the audio is ready and then you know so we can watch how it's going each week um and then yes uh, so once all the show notes are, are done uh, virtual assistant then uplo- uploads and schedules all those episodes to go out and then the theory is it it all just kind of runs yeah <laughs>
0: so it's <sounds> perfect <laughs> so have you got uh, have you got um what would i say an initial period have you got an aim like three months in we're going to look at numbers if we don't hit these targets then we're going to drop that one that one that one or have you have you thought that far ahead or is it just no see it goes?
1: we're not being all corporate about it it's not like oh if this if this one doesn't meet the figures then it's yeah. um i think we're going to go with our our gut um yeah. because i think that's kind of always served um isabella and i well in in business it's just like how are we feeling about this yeah and um I don't know if I should let on about this, but there's already one of the podcasts that Isabella isn't too keen on, but I am keen on. So, so the energy is still there to produce it. Um, but it'll be interesting. Say say again. Is that the technical one by any chance? (laughs) Um, actually I I can tell you it's, so it's the Isle of White Lifestyle podcast. Ah, Okay. Sure. Um, and, uh, the reason I like it is because it's a chance to talk about the area where we live and yeah. uh, maybe connect with some like-minded entrepreneurs on the island. That's, that's the way I see it. So it's yeah. kind of a, a personal passion project. The reason Isabella is not so keen on it is because she can't see where it's going apart from just being a yeah. passion. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, it's something – actually, I, I think I registered that domain name in – in 2013 so I think I've had it for about a year and haven't taken action on it well yeah. I've been ready to take action on it but it's always been like oh you know not sure about this but then it just kind of it worked into the plan quite nicely for the five podcast episodes so we thought yeah. why not yeah no that's
0: great I I know exactly what you mean there I've I've got ideas like that as well where I don't think it fits into my business at all it doesn't fit into creating more earnings or even creating more value for our listeners it's more actually I would just find it fun to do and um, it has extra benefits for example one of the ones I've always thought about is that I would love to do a podcast with my wife about um, general parenting and life with children yeah Uh, not because I think that we know a lot about it but actually I think it'd be great for us to have a reason to sit down and just talk for an hour you know, like we, I mean, we obviously talk, but, you know, in sort of busy life and with everything else need. going on, you, you can miss that opportunity. So even just so that I don't think that that would uh, get us sort of any kind of particular value monetary or business wise or anything, but it would be, be so much more valuable for us. Yes, so just, I,
1: no, I totally agree with you. Does the,
0: your wife podcast yet? No, not at all. Ah, no, is no. is like she it. interested in it? She is. I have recorded one Great. test episode. Uh, so I managed to convince her she's very against uh, being recorded and that kind of stuff (laughs) but uh, I convinced her to put on a lapel mic uh, on the couch and we just sat on the couch with two lapel mics so it was very unobtrusive like we were just basically having a chat and it worked, yeah. but I thought it worked quite well, actually. So I, I might well release that at some point. We'll see.
1: <laughs> That's good. Well, what I would do is I I, I would maybe maybe get your wife onto, onto PodCraft. I assume PodCraft is, is your most um, listened to and downloaded podcast. Would I be right? Actually, it's not. That? Funnily oh. enough,
0: no. Uh, the, my mountain biking podcast is, um, but is a fair bit more popular just because oh, wow. there's a lot less
1: competition in that niche. Uh, okay. And um, there's just a lot of people looking for it. So, yeah. So get get your wife onto one of your popular podcasts uh-huh, sure. uh, as a guest yep. and then invite your community to give feedback <laughs> on on her on that's exactly how Isabella got hooked into it. Oh really? Um okay. it was um, it was I think it was back on episode 38 or 39 of the Music Radio Creative podcast. I've been podcasting solo up until that point. Uh-huh. And then Isabella uh, traditionally a music radio creative she works on the business side on the human resources side hiring people doing all of that kind of stuff i, I that leaves me to focus on more creative um stuff that i enjoy doing yeah yeah and she said to me one day she said oh, i'm i'm having a real trouble uh recruiting uh so we were looking at the time for, for new voiceover artists and she said i'm you know having real trouble with this getting lots of applications but you know can you think of a, a good way to sort of access a good community because often it's not not about like how how far and wide you advertise, but where you advertise. So sure. it's just finding that one place. Yeah, And I said to her, well, why don't you just come and chat to me, you know, for like half an hour uh, on the microphone, and let's talk about the fact we're looking for voice artists on the podcast. What a great topic. and And see what reaction we get. So we did that. And Isabella had her say. And then at the end, I just said, oh, you know, uh, what did you think of Isabella on this podcast? Can you you leave your feedback? Uh, And then, of course, we got a mailing list as well. So I then emailed the mailing list and I said, oh, you know, Isabella from Music Radio Creative has just been on. Please go and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. (laughs) So all of these people in the community were commenting and saying, wow, that Isabella was great and so much better (laughs) than you, Mike. And she levels you out. (laughs) And kind of getting that feedback, I think hooked somehow isabella in and made her realize i don't think she ever didn't realize the value of podcasting because she'd work with podcasters but it was just actually seeing all that feedback coming in and it's quite powerful isn't it when when you release an episode when 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 i release an episode it's always a goal isn't it to get comments on that episode absolutely and and when you see comments you think oh that was a good episode Uh (laughs) (laughs) but even it's funny how you can do really good content and then not get a single comment and you're like (laughs) Why on earth did that not get anything? And I I thought that was killer content. Yeah, totally. But I I think often, you know, when, when you do stuff like that, people are in listening mode. So they're like, oh, that was really good, but I don't feel the need to comment. And sometimes you just have to ask, don't you? Have to say, please leave a comment on this episode. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. I know it's so, it's so rewarding when somebody actually emails me or even just leaves someone on the Facebook yeah. page or whatever. But I can understand people not because I, I don't do it very often because of the context in which I listen to podcasts, which is generally in the car or out for a walk. Yeah. So it's just, it's not practical for me to do it. It's, it's yeah. a shame. That's another thing that needs to be solved in the whole podcasting
1: problem, I guess. I think one of the, the, the best tips I can give on, on getting comments is, is to ask, ask, ask directly. So, and, and try and make it easy for your listener to do just simply one thing. So at the end of, uh, again, this is getting into like podcasting about podcasting again. (laughs) You know, at the end of a podcast episode, you'll often hear the host saying, okay, so go and leave me a review on iTunes. You can do that at pod, you know, podcraft.com slash iTunes or you you leave me a review, review on Stitcher. Oh, I'd love it if you'd like the page on Facebook as well. Oh, we've got a Twitter account at the podcast host you know and oh and by the way if you like this episode do leave a comment as well yeah exactly one action and if you've got an email list as well um, like you say people often listen to the podcast and then forget about it and don't do it but if you can then follow up with those listeners who are engaged on your email list and just simply say here's the new episode really like to know what you think click here to leave a comment make it really easy and that's a
0: great tip actually yeah just put it in the email put it in your notifications yeah absolutely the things yeah. you send out to people because that'll sit in their inbox until they do something about it
1: totally and uh, you know even I I, I suffer from this um, I, I send out I, I use email marketing a lot and often I think oh I've got three or four things I want to put into this this yeah. newsletter I'm about to send. it's like <laughs> no Mike no one thing yeah uh, if you put three things you water everything down but exactly. one thing and, and usually they'll, they'll do it or they won't won't they so. yeah definitely <laughs> great
0: Okay, well, that's excellent. It's great to hear about the plans for the uh, for the podcast. i anyway, looking forward to hearing that. So this week, do you think? Well, actually, when people listen to this, it should be already.
1: I think, yes, yes. I think we can safely say by, by the time you, you listen to this, yeah, go great and check stuff. it out. I shall,
0: yeah. uh, I shall do that myself later this mm. week. <laughs>
1: UKpodcasters.com.
0: Great. <laughs> okay, well, it's been great to chat to you, Mike. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been awesome, Colin. And thanks, as always, for listening, folks. We'll see you on the next episode. We'll go back to normal programming and that'll be more about podcasting equipment, the next part in the audio chain. We'll talk to you then. Cheers.